You are listening to the sermons of the late Pastor Frank Hampton Jr., who pastored the Church of God in Jackson, Michigan from 1963 to 2018. If you would like to learn more about Pastor Hampton or the Church of God, please visit our website at www.churchofgodjackson.com. Again, that's www.churchofgodjackson.com. We hope you enjoy the message. God bless. If I walk where, walk where God leads me, I know I'll always, always You know I'll cherish, cherish this old race, and I'll run it, run it with haste. And by that grace, I know I'll make it home someday. Seventh chapter of the book of Micah. And we want verse 18. Who is a God like unto thee? Who is a God like unto thee? That pardoneth iniquity. That pardoneth iniquity. And passes by the transgression of the remnant of his and heritage. And by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage. He retaineth not his anger forever. He retaineth not his anger forever. Because he delighteth in mercy. Because he delighteth in mercy. He will turn again. He'll turn again. He will have compassion he upon us. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue, he will our, subdue iniquity. our iniquities. And thou wilt cast thou all will their, cast sins, all into the their of the sins into the depth of the sea. Of the sea. Verse 18 says that. Who is a God like unto thee? That last clause. Be, he retaineth not his anger forever. He retaineth not his anger forever. Why? Because he delighteth in mercy. Because he delighteth in mercy. Our thought this morning is that he delighteth in mercy. He gets pleasure out of nothing else. And I'm glad. Because I don't care who or what or how holy we are this morning, we all needed mercy. Amen. Thank God for justice. Thank God for grace. But there was a time that many of us no doubt got beyond all of that. And God only had one thing left and that was mercy. Hallelujah to God. Amen. Now listen to what the word of God says. We preach a lot about judgment. And indeed we are living in the hour of God's judgment. And we can't get around that. But dear one, that's not really the character. Judgment does not depict in general the character of God. God only sends judgment when everything else fails. Amen. God only judges when there is no other solution. Only when he has exhausted every other means. In Ezekiel chapter 33, about verse 10, Therefore, O thou son of man, speak unto the house of Israel. Thus ye speak, saying, If our transgression and our sin be upon us, and we pine away in them, how should we then live? Notice how reasonable God is. Here we find a group of sin-laden people whose damnation would be just. But God is taking time to reason with these hard and obstinate people. He said, listen, see, I want you to think. Now, if you just transgress God, and just insist to pine away and think about it. How can you live? You're killing yourself. God says, I'm not killing you. I'm not destroying you. But I want you to think, if you just pine away in your sins, you are destroying yourself. He says, I want you to think. It's not my 
nature to destroy. It's not my desire to destroy. There's nothing about me that gets any delight in destroying anyone. But I want you to think, if you insist to pine away in sin, you are destroying yourself. What did he say, son? Therefore, O thou son of man, Therefore, thou son of man speak unto the, speak house, unto of the Israel, house of Israel. Thus you speak, thus you speak saying, saying, If our transgression and our sins be upon us, and we pine away in them, how should we then live? Think about it. Ponder it. How can you live if you pine away in your sins? Free. Say unto them, As I live, said the, said the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. But I that, want you to understand me. They want even though people back me into a corner and make me destroy, but I don't get no pleasure out of it. People, amen, force my hand. That's right. With their unreasonableness and their obstinate hearts. But I don't get no pleasure out of it. God, that's not where I get my delight from. I don't get delight out of executing judgment. God, I don't want to do that. That's my last resort. He, listen, I don't get any pleasure in the death of the wicked. Some people have depicted God as a great big tyrant sitting back somewhere in a corner just waiting for us to make a mistake so he can destroy us. That's way, the way the devil would have you think of God. Amen. Sometimes he has to, but that's not what he delights in. God gets no pleasure in that. Turn to First John chapter 2, if you will. God gets no delight from that. God gets no pleasure from that. Amen. What did he, listen to what he says. Hold the scripture that you have, son. Say, and say unto them, as I live, said the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. But the wicked should turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways. For why would ye die, O house of Israel? I want you to notice how directly opposite the nature of God and the nature of the devil. Amen. The Lord says, I get no pleasure whatsoever. Amen. God is not standing somewhere with a great big, amen, magnifying glass. Or with a great strong binoculars. Searching out your every move. Waiting for you to make a mistake so he can send you to hell. That's not God. God says, I get no pleasure from it. Why would you die? But they want the devil is a dirty devil. He is just the opposite of God. Amen. God said, listen, listen to the Holy Ghost if you will. God says, when you force my hand, and I have no other resort, I have to execute judgment because I'm just. And if I just tolerated you and let you go on, then it would be contrary to my justice. So I can't violate one principle to uphold another. But look at the mercy of God. God says, listen, so when you sin, will you pray with me this morning? When you commit sin, you deserve to die. You deserve hell and eternal damnation. But God so loved us. God overruled justice anywhere. Amen. Said, listen to what he says. If you sin, you ought not sin. Saints of God don't have to sin. We can live free from sin. But what did he say, sir? Read. Say unto them as I live, saith the Lord God. I made provision. Now give me First uh, John chapter 2. I made provision. Children. I made provision so that you don't have to sin. My little children, my little children, these things write unto you. These things write unto you that you sin not. Oh, that you sin not. And the if any man sin, the standard is to sin not. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to sin a bit. Yeah. Amen. 
if you do sin, you love hell. Yeah. Amen. But and by right, I would have to send you. But the only thing that I had reserved to keep from sending you was mercy. Amen. So I write that you say not. Read. My little children. My little children. These things write I unto you. These things write I unto you. That ye sin not. That ye sin not. And if any man sin. Oh, but I knew that some people were going to listen to the word of God. I knew some people going to get careless. I knew despite the gospel, some people going to do it anyway. And I would have to send them to hell. But amen. So that I wouldn't. The only thing that I had left to preserve them from hell was mercy. I write that you said not. But if any man sin. We have an advocate with the we Father. We have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. The righteous. The righteous. And he is the propitiation oh, by, by sin. And not for ours only, only. But also for the but sins for the of the whole world. The old devil is just the opposite. He got a little book walking around, watching everything we do, and going up before God and trying to get something on us. That's right. Accusing us. That's right. God did that. That's right. God did the other. God made a mistake. But oh, but God said, if many men sin, if many men sin, I got a great big bump pair of blood. Amen. I cleanse it with the blood. You don't have to sin. You ought not sin. But oh my God, if any man sin, God get that big pair of blood. Hallelujah to God. Why? Because he delights in mercy. Amen. He knew that man was capable of sinning. And if he happened to sin, he didn't want to send to hell. If you don't lay in them, if you don't wallow in them, if you don't persist in them, go back to Ezekiel if you will. Bless the Lord. Praise the living God. Verse 12. Therefore thou son of man, say unto the children of thy people, the righteousness of the righteous shall not deliver him in the day of his transgression. In the day of his transgression. As for the wickedness of the As wicked, for the wickedness of the wicked, he shall not fall thereby in the day that he turneth from his wickedness. In the day that he turneth from his wickedness, neither shall the righteous be able to live for his righteousness in the day that he sinneth. For his righteousness in the day that he sinneth. When I shall say to the righteous, I shall say to the righteous that he shall surely live. That he shall surely live. If he trusted if to he his, trusted own his own righteousness and commits iniquity, and iniquity all, his righteousness all his righteousness shall not be remembered. Shall not be remembered. You get but this to me. One moment, please. Now this idea that because you one time get saved, whatever you do after that matters not. That's a false doctrine. The Bible says, if the righteous turns away from his righteousness, all of the righteousness that he did will not be remembered. Well, it would have to be that way to be just. All right, by the same token, if a man lived 50 years and turned from all of his wickedness, that won't be remembered. Well, if the righteousness lived 50 years and turned from his righteousness, that won't be remembered. That's what God said. God ways are equal. Read. When I shall say to the righteous All right. that he shall surely live, he shall surely live if he trusts in his own righteousness, trust in his own righteousness and commit iniquity, commit iniquity, all his righteousness shall not be remembered. All of his righteousness will not be remembered. But for his iniquity, but for his iniquity that he has committed, he, has committed, he shall, he die, shall for die for it. I don't care how much righteousness he's done. I don't care about his spiritual status in time past. If he turns from that righteousness and commits iniquity, the Bible says he's going to die for it. Amen. Amen. The mercy of God cannot overrule deliberate sin. Why? Because then he wouldn't be just. Read. Again, when I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die. Thou shalt surely die. If he turn from his sin, if he turn from his sin, and do that which is lawful and, and right, do that which is lawful and right. If the wicked restore the pledge, if the wicked praise our God, restore the pledge. Give wait again moment, that he has robbed. Wait a moment. Thank God, there's more in getting right with God than saying, "Lord, forgive me." I want to tell you all something. Praise our God. You better watch yourself. Fool around back out in the world. 
steal and take, connive, and decide to get it right, you're going to have a lot of restoring to do. You're going to have a lot of straight and let me tell you something. Thank God you steal my hundred dollars. When you say, God forgive me, that don't take care of the hundred dollars. You got to pay that back. Come on, some people think that they can do everything they're big enough to do with their eyes wide open and say, God forgive me, that take care of all of that. No, sir. Brother, there are some pledges, there are some confessions, there are some uncoverings. Listen to what the Word of God says. There are some pledges to be restored. Now, I don't think you can go back out in the world with your eyes wide open and do everything you're big enough to do and say, God forgive me, and all of that mess will be taken care of. No, sir. What did the Bible say, son? If the wicked restore the pledge. If the wicked restore the pledge. Give again that he had robbed. Do what? Give again that he had robbed. Go and make a loan or do whatever you have to do and give again that which you've robbed. <laughs> Come on. We better read God's word. There's a lot involved in living a saved life. <laughs> to appease God, there's much involved. Something going to have to be restored. Something going to have to be confessed. Something will have to be returned again. Are you with me? Some people have to take a lot of towels back to the motels. A lot of sheets back to the job, hospital where they used to work. Some people got a whole linen closet they got from the job. Some people got a whole tool crib. Come on, where they get them from? Bought, bought them in the lunch pail. Every time they come home, they put an extra tool in the lunch pail. Now they got a whole set of tools from the man's job. And one day you say, God, forgive me. It's all right, but then I will. But get that whole set of tools and take every one of them back. Come on! All those sheets. Well, Lord, I'm two of them. I'm going to pay for those. Read. If the wicked restore the pledge. The wicked restore the pledge. Give again that he had give robbed. Give again that which he robbed. Walk in the statues of life. You stole his wife, so take her back. But she's mine now. No, she's not. You stole her. Read. Walk in the statues of life. Walk in the statues of life. Without committing iniquity. Without committing iniquity. He shall surely live. Without committing iniquity. You don't have to commit iniquity. Nobody has to commit iniquity. And God said if you want to get right, you got to walk without committing iniquity. And God would not recommend it if it couldn't be done. What did he say? Without committing iniquity. Listen, back up to walk, that other clause. If walk, the wicked restore the plague. Walk in the statues of life. Walk in the statues of life. Walk in the statues of life. Without committing without iniquity. Without committing iniquity. You can walk without committing iniquity. Read. He shall surely he live. He shall surely live. He now, shall you don't not just die. live because you're religious. You don't just live because you are involved in religious activity and you belong to Reverend So-and-So's church. Brother, you're going to live because you refrain from all unrighteousness and because you walk without committing iniquity. Otherwise, you'll die for your iniquities. You either refrain from them or you die for them. Read. He shall surely live. He shall surely live. He shall not die. He shall not Die. None of his sins that he has committed, None of his sins that he has committed shall be shall mentioned, be mentioned unto, him. unto him. He has done that which is lawful and wonderful. He shall surely Isn't that live. You can mistreat some people. Some even claim to be saints. And you'll, they'll never forget it. Every time a little difference arises, I remember what you did back in 1984. I thought you'd forgive me. Yeah, I forgot it, but I didn't forget it. So all that accumulating on you. And you know what happens when you do that? God said, I'm all that you do is accumulating on you. God said, now you get this. God said, if you don't forgive men, if there's anybody this morning or this afternoon that you've not forgiven, then you're not forgiven. I don't care how holy you are, how you shouted this morning. If there's anybody that you're holding, you're not. God's holding you. The Bible says if you forgive not men of that trespasses, then God won't forgive you. God said, if you're holding somebody this morning, I'm holding you. But they did me wrong. I don't care what they did. Thank God you have no right to hold them. God says, vengeance is mine. I repay. You don't repay nobody by holding them. You don't repay nobody by not forgiving them. You got to be forgiven yourself. 
Who are you to forgive? Thank God God forgave you of all your mess. That's right. Thank God some of us got out there and killed and robbed and had abortions and everything else. God forgave you, didn't he? Well, why can't you forgive somebody? Amen. Come on, pray with me this morning. Praise our God. Some of these people praise our God, walking around high-headed, holding the saints, holding people. Thank God you forgot your past, didn't you? You forgot all that mess you did, didn't you? All you got uh, strings and skeletons in the closet all over the country. Thank God didn't know who you your man were. You had everybody you could get hold to. Come on! And God forgave you for all that mess. Now here's a saint that didn't speak to you and you go hold him. Oh, God help us out this morning. Brother, people going around holding us this morning, my God, and, and cannot have one day evicted themselves. The only way they're going to make it to heaven, God got to forgive them almost every day, but yet they got the audacity to hold somebody else. Don't even know what it's all about. Don't go to hold somebody. You better get enough grace in your soul that whatever happens, thank God, you just let it run like water off a duck back and go about your business and pray. Walk around, thank God, cold, shielding, can't have, speak, sleeping in different rooms and all that kind of mess. I'm not holding with why you're sleeping in another room then. You've been sleeping in the same bed with your husband. Come on! If you're not holding, go back to go back and get in the right bed. Come on! Drop that attitude if you're not holding them. If you're not holding them, eat dinner. Don't try to get back at by not eating. Read. None of his sins that None he has committed shall be mentioned shall be unto, him. unto him. He has done that which, is lawful, done and that right. which is lawful and right. He shall surely he live. Shall surely live. Read. Yet the children of thy people Yet say, the, of thy people say the, way of the, Lord is the way of the Lord is not equal. But as for them, their way is not equal. Their way is not equal. Read. When the righteous turneth from his righteousness, when the righteous turneth from his righteousness and committeth iniquity, and committeth iniquity, he shall even die he thereby. Shall even die thereby. But if the wicked, wait a moment. So now, if you are trying to trust in the idea, I'm a born again believer, I can't go to hell. But I tell you what, don't you commit no more iniquity? As sure you commit more iniquity and don't repent, you're going. You're going. Now you can pray, go before God and be, and you're gonna be the most disillusioned person on earth. Oh, the blood, the blood. The blood comes when you repent, not just automatically. And when you repent, you don't do it anymore. You don't do it every night. Come on with it. But if the wicked turn from his wickedness and do that which is lawful and right, he shall live thereby. He shall live thereby. God's ways are equal. Some people might never turn you loose because you did so wickedly. But the Bible says if you turn from it, God will forgive you. The Bible says if you turn from it, thank God, I don't care how low you went, God will cleanse it. And not only that, in Micah said he put it way down in the bottom of the sea. And that's a long way down. They found the Titanic about 12 miles down not long ago. About 12 miles down. And God said, I'm going to put your sin down there with the Titanic. Hallelujah to God. Come on with it. Amen. Yet you say, Yet you say the, way the, the way of the Lord is not equal. Oh, ye house of Israel. Oh, ye house of Israel. I will judge you every one after his ways. I will judge every last one of you after your ways. He said, listen, I get no pleasure from the death of the wicked. I get no delight from your destruction. Give me Lamentations chapter 3 and I believe I want about verse 31. Lamentation 331 if you please. Read for me. Alright. Read for me. For the uh, Lord, for the Lord is cast, cast off, off forever. You get this now. Let's, let's study God's word this morning. Will you study with me? The Lord will not cast off forever. Now you get this, children. Get this. A true parent in chastising his children is not doing what he delights in doing. Nobody gets delighted in burning their little children's legs and whatever. But either they do that sometimes or they compromise with them, which is far worse. Either you do that or you see them go to destruction. Are you with me? So God is not doing what he's doing because he's trying to get back at us. When God executes on us, 
he's doing all that he can to keep us from going to hell. He's trying to block our path, hoping that this will catch our attention before it's everlastingly too late. See, now God might break your leg and that'll heal and you can go to heaven. But if you go to hell, there is no healing. God might paralyze you to get your attention and you sit in a wheelchair the rest of your life and you can go to heaven like that. But if you go to hell, you're done. So it's a blessing sometimes for God to paralyze you. Because some people are not going to stop until he does. All right, read. For the Lord will not cast off forever. He will not cast off forever. You get this. He has a right to. God has a right to. When you commit your first sin, God has a right to send you to hell if he wants to. He could be God and still be just and send you straight to hell the first time you sin. But that's not his character. He does all he can to prevent that. Listen to what he says now. The Lord will not cast off forever. But though he cause grief. Now you get this. But though he cause grief. Yet will he have compassion according to the multitude of his mercy. Do you hear? Sometimes God has to do those things that aggrieve you, that bring you low, that give you sleepless nights. That sometimes maybe you wish you weren't even born. Sometimes God has to allow you to be pressed just that hard for your benefit. He's getting no delight. Sometimes it looks like God's trying to drive you out of it. But that's not his attitude at all. The Bible says, though he caused grief, and and you're going to be grieved sometime because you need it. But though he caused grief, what? Yet will he have compassion according to the multitude of his mercy. According to the multitude of his mercies. Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Who would spurn this kind of mercy? Who would count the blood of the covenant wherewith they were sanctified an unholy thing? Who would deliberately sin in the face of a God who had this kind of mercy? But they were here is the tragic thing. Because God is so merciful, many people presumes upon that mercy. How many times down through the years have I witnessed to people and they say, oh, God is too merciful to send people to hell. Oh, you know, God's a merciful God. Yes, I sin every day, but God is merciful, you know. Well, dear one, that's presumption. Don't do that. Now, if a person might have a weakness and they've been trying and struggling and that kind of thing, but don't presume on the mercy of God. Don't just sin because, you know, God's merciful. I'm just going to sin. And don't do that. Don't ever do that. See, that's a presumptuous sin. And that's very, very, very serious. In fact, it's not unto, if not altogether, blasphemy. Amen. What did he say? But though he caused grief. But though he causes grief. Yet will he have compassion according to the multitude of his mercies. Despite that, even though God grieves you and chastises you and put the whip on you, at the tail end of it, if you will respond at all, he's going to be merciful. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? I mean, if, if, you, if he can get any kind of favorable response from you, he's going to be merciful. Sometimes people can do so much to us that we'll have, a, we'll have bitterness in our hearts forever. Brother, we've known people to hold things, have feuds, with family feuds and husband wife feuds and, and everything. Some people have lived in the house maybe 20 years and not spoke to one another. Come on! Just walk by one and let you like their statues. Evil have become so embedded in their hearts. Come on! But though he caused grief, yet will he have compassion according to the multitude of his mercies. You know, when I look over this congregation and look in the mirror, I say, Lord, where would these poor souls be had not it been for mercy? You know, I'm afraid that after some of us get a little victory for a month or a year or two, we forget what brought us up. So don't hide me. I remember when every last one of you had to have some mercy. 
fish have been going to 145. Are you with me? That's why you ought to walk humble, praise our God, as long as you live. Some people get about two months victory, praise our God, and they walk as those, praise our God, they've been on top all their lives and ready to look down on somebody else who might stumble. Come on! Ready to look out of the corner at the eyes of somebody who's not up to their standard. Jesus spoke about that unmerciful servant. Yes, he did too, praise our God. He owed his master, I think 50,000 pounds, I believe he was. And here the person owed him maybe about 10 and didn't pay him on time, so he caught him by the neck. Pay me, I'll choke you. And Jesus says, this. says, Now, here is a person who owes you about one tenth, or one fifth as much as you owe me, and you're going to choke him to death because he hasn't paid you. He said, Now, I'm going to deal with you just like you did with him. Now, pay me everything you owe me. Uh, come on. Now, since you are so unmerciful and so unreasonable and so forgettable, forgetful, then I'm going to deal with you according to the way you're dealing with others. Come on! You know, you know some people can't put up with a, with a, with a pitiful sinner for a day. Come on. They're almost ready to, to pray them in the hell. Come on! You know why that is? Because they've forgotten their own background. They've forgotten how they wallowed in their own vomit. How they stole and adulterated and fornicated and drank and everything else. They've forgotten all about that. Some of the most impatient people you find are those who are worse off in their sins and who have stumbled around most of themselves. Come on! Oh, blessed God. Even though he has every right to hold his anger against us forever. He prefers to show mercy instead. In the book of Nehemiah, chapter 9, about verse 26. Nevertheless, they were disobedient and rebelled against thee and cast thy law behind their back and slew thy prophets which testified against them to turn them unto thee. My God, how low and ridiculous can people get? And they wrought great provocations. Therefore thou deliverest them into the hand of their enemies who vexed them, and in the time of their trouble when they cried unto thee, thou heardest them from heaven. My God have mercy. Demon, are you analyzing? Are you, are you praying with me? Are you thinking with me? When you listen to this, please listen. They listen in verse 26. Nevertheless, they were disobedient. And not only were they disobedient, but they deliberately rebelled against thee. And cast thy law behind, they put thy law behind their back so they wouldn't even be bothered with God. Will you listen, please? And slew the prophets which testified them to turn them unto thee. God sent them preachers and prophets to turn them to himself, and they killed them. Can you get any more than that? But listen to the rest of the story. Therefore thou delivered them into the hand of their enemies, who vexed them, and in the time of their trouble, when they cried unto thee, thou heard them from heaven. Who would serve a God like that? Every imaginable wrong they did. With their eyes wide open. And then they get in trouble and cry. And the mercy of God kick in. My God have mercy this morning. Can you fathom that? Thou heardest them from heaven and according to thy manifold mercies. Only mercy can deal with that, dear one. Only mercy can deal with that. That's beyond grace. That's beyond justice. 
Only mercy can deal with that, brother. God help us this morning. Amen. According to thy manifold mercies, thou gavest them saviors who saved them out of the hand of their enemies. But after they had rest, they did evil again. But after they had rest, God forgave them and had mercy. But after that, what? But after they had rest, after they had rest, they did evil again before thee. They did evil again before. Read that last verse now. Therefore leftest thou them in the hand of their enemies, so that they had the dominion over them. Yet when they returned and cried unto thee, thou heardest them from heaven. And many times did thou deliver them according to thy mercy. Many times, those of us here this morning, did it back like one time, two times, but many times. You didn't fail one time, two times, but many times. You promised God that this is it. If you just help me this time, I promise I'll do it. And then again. Amen. I can see why God will condemn a person with an unforgiving spirit. After the number of times. It grieves my You know, dear one, it, I don't know nothing that bothers me more than a person who's ready to put away a person for the first little offense. You got people like that. I mean, they look you over with a magnifying glass and the first little blunder they're ready to put you away for good. Quinn, many times, many times, many times. Mm. And that when you start to do that, you're on the housetop. God has to do something for you. Amen. Many times you were tricked and didn't even know you were tricked and God did something for you. Come on. Many times you were looking, I got Bible on that. Many times no doubt you were lukewarm, ready to be spewed out and God sent something to turn you so that you'll get out of bed with God again. And you didn't even realize it. You didn't even know that you were, you, you were burning on being... Let me tell you something. I know many of us who claim to be top-notch saints have, been, have birds on being spewed out of God's mouth. They don't take as much as you think. But God sent some calamity or something to provoke you into getting out of bed with God again. And you thought that maybe you just read it. But that wasn't it. God sent something in mercy to call you to get on the fasting and prayer and get on the business again. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you'd have been gone. You'd been just sitting around here praying our God with old negative blank bland spirit with nothing more and been deceived in the judgment like some going to be. Amen. Amen. What did, what did that bad part say? And many times did thou deliver them according to thy mercy. And many times did thou deliver them according to the multitude of thy mercy. The Bible says he delighted in mercy. The one, even the churches. The seven churches of Asia Minor over in Revelation. These people had every grace that God could possibly bestow upon them. And yet, before God finally pulled the pots out from under them, there was nothing else he could do. Over in Revelation chapter 3, verse 14. Look, isn't it something? This is unfathomable. And unto the angel of the church of Laodicea, right? The faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God, I know thy work, that thou art neither hot nor cold. I would thou were cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Now you get this. After this threat, after this threat, I will spew you out of my mouth. Say you're sitting around church, you don't have no power, you don't have no testimony, you don't have no anointing, you don't have nothing but your presence. That's all he said, that's all you have. And in fact, I don't have no place in my operation for you. And uh, in fact, I'm going to have to spew you out if the present train continues. But notice, read. I will spew thee out of my mouth. I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich, and increased with good, and have need of nothing. And knowest not that thou art wretched. You're not doing right, and you're deceived about that. 
You're not up there and you're deceived about that. You're a thousand miles from the market and you think you're there. That's what provokes me. Marie. And know it's not that thou art no, wretched, not that thou wretched and, miserable, and miserable and poor and, poor, and, blind, and blind naked and naked. I counsel thee to bow and go try in the fire. Even after God pronounced judgment, he, he, he just couldn't stop there. His great mercy would not let him stop with judgment. He said, listen, I'm going to counsel you. Before I, I destroy you, I'm going to counsel you. I'm going to talk with you. I'm going to give you a recommendation. I'm going to extend my hand again. My God have mercy. Brother, I ought to do it. In fact, I ought to speak to you out now. Because you, you, you've nauseated me. You make me sick. I'm sick of you. That's what he said. Look on me. I, I'm, I'm nauseated. I should uh, vomit you out. But I'm going to counsel you first. Read. I counsel thee to buy of me gold in the fire. Buy gold of me pride gold in the fire. Gold in the fire. That thou mayest be rich. That thou mayest be rich. And white. And white raiment. Amen. That thou mayest that be clothed. And that the and that shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And anoint thine eyes with eye salve. That thou mayest see. Anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. And as many as I love, I rebuke and chase Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Isn't that something? That you deserve destruction. I ought to destroy you now. But I'm going to give you another recommendation. I'm going to stand there and knock, hoping that you come to the door. Isn't that something? Do you want these people got lukewarm in their souls? Their interest in the call of God had diminished to almost nothing? They had re reduced to a knot on the log. They had n nothing spiritually essential about them. And God said, listen, say, even though you have no place in my operation, I'm going to stand at the door while. Hoping, hoping that a message, hoping that some incident will arouse you to the end that you'll really get out of the bed with God and, and, and buy that kind of gold that's tried in the fire and get back to fasting, get back to prayer, get back to long meditation. Isn't that merciful? He had already saved and established these people. And they drifted from me, got formal. And just tricked God. And yet, before he finally removed the candlestick and visited them with judgment, he extended mercy. He extended mercy. But they one. We need to realize this. Despite God's mercy, there are those who overemphasize it and have people to think that whatever they do is totally inconsequential. Don't think that. See, now, according to the Bible, even though God is the God of mercy, but the Bible teaches that one day mercy's door will be closed for eternity. Now, this is what we need to understand. God is a merciful God. But if you force him to act, then it's all over. See, God holds the door open. He held the door open 120 years. But when he closed it, it was closed eternity. That's what you need to understand. See, this is what most people fall off the log, as it were. We know about God's mercy. We have seen one manifestation after another. But... If God should close the door, it's closed for good. There's no begging, there's no pleading, there's no nothing after that. That's what we need to understand, see. When he decides that mercy has failed, then there's nothing else to extend to you. The Bible says, when once the master of the house have risen up and shut unto the door, then those without begin to knock. God have mercy. You know after these people having had the fire of God and just let it go out, why would God even bother with them again? Why would God keep on stirring and trying to get a flame going again? Why not just let them go out and put some water in it to get them? When that lamb starts smoking, just snuff them out. Like the priest did when those lamb starts smoking, just get those snuffers and snuff it out. The mercy of God. He delighted in mercy. God, God want to show mercy this morning to someone. God wants to extend his hand again to someone. Some lost soul, someone wandered away from God, some lukewarm soul, my God, who's deceived this morning and 
lost the fire of God, lost the interest of the cause of God, lost the anointing, lost that conviction that God want to restore you. Don't turn a deaf ear to mercy. Many of you have spurned the mercy of God for years. I'm not ready yet. I'm going to get saved. I'm going to do it later. One excuse after another, and God has allowed you to exist and persist unto this day. Many of you, God, have allowed to sit around the church of God months in and months out, knowing you're not fully sanctified. Knowing you have no real fire burning in your soul and would not spew you out. But don't, don't push him any further. Don't force God's hand this morning. Accept that mercy this morning. Use your better judgment. Let God speak to your heart this morning. Shall we stand? Since he delights in mercy, let him extend it to you, please. You've got to avail yourself for it. You some people want God just to just go on and pour mercy on them regardless. But you've got to avail yourself. You've got to avail... It's only the mercy of God that some of us are not in the gutters. We walked on thin ice. We did things we shouldn't do. We exposed ourselves to what we should have done. But God, in His mercy, prevented us. Why don't you take advantage of the mercy extended? Don't force God's hand. God has already gone beyond the mark showing mercy for you. Don't push it further. What more could you ask for? If God be willing to show mercy to you this morning, why push it further? Why ask God for an extension of mercy? You know, then when I would be ashamed to even ask God for an extension of mercy. If God is willing to leave a little crack in the door that I could squeeze myself in this morning, oh, God have mercy. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. Some of us will not realize the blessing of mercy until the door is closed. Now, the Bible speaks specifically about those who are going to stand without a knock. Some of us have been in false religion, church members for years, and know nothing about salvation. And God was merciful enough to let you hear the gospel this morning. So don't hold on to old false church. I belong to church already. I'm already a Christian. You're not a Christian unless you're living holy. You're not a Christian unless you're walking uprightly. So there you can don't deceive yourself. Now you might have your notes and your Bibles and sleep with the Bible under your pillow, and all, but that don't mean nothing. Unless you are walking aside from iniquity. Unless you have departed from all iniquity. You cannot claim to be one of God's own because your sin separates you from God. But God in His mercy allowed you to come to this moment. You're not here by incident or accident, but God in His mercy wanted you to hear this message. God wanted to speak to your heart. God wanted to make some things clear to you. But the one here is the calamitous part some people think that that just for eternity, long for eternity. Some people are even expecting to receive mercy in the judgment. I've talked to mother to the people who think that God's going to forgive them in the judgment. They really think that. They're that deceived. Think that they'll still be hopeless. If they die in sin, they'll still hope beyond the grave. They think that. But they want to overplay God's mercy is worse than underplaying it. Now God is extending mercy. He's extending mercy in that He opened your eyes. He opened your understanding. He gave you to see what it's all about. That's mercy. He could have allowed you to go on in blindness and darkness for eternity. Some of us could be laying on the street with our brains splattered this morning. Come on. Some of us could be doing a lifetime behind bars or wallowing in your vomit. Be dying of AIDS. But God had mercy upon you. One day you look back and you're called with this mercy. I've seen people in the hospital, the Lord have mercy, but they waited too late. They know God is merciful, but they waited till the door closed. And then they stood without and began to knock. What shall we sing? As we sing, will you come? As we sing this verse, will you come? What number is that, please? Number 245, number 245. Don't wait for the singing.
God is anxious to show mercy. God delights in mercy. Why don't you come and let God show mercy? The prayer room and the altar is open. The altar is open, the prayer room is open. We'll talk to you, we'll instruct you, we'll tell you what you need to know, we'll pray with you until you're satisfied. As we sing this song. I God have mercy. Be holy thy. Oh Lord, I give that time and all. Oh, I'll hear thy faint. You know what? The last word before some of us enter eternity, we're going to be, Lord, you watch this, and you remember what I'm saying this morning, it's going to be, Lord, have mercy. If you happen to be around when some depart this life, you're going to hear something, Lord, have mercy. But dear one, this is what they don't understand. It's not the fact that you say, Lord, have mercy. It's when you say it. This morning, it'll make a difference. But there can come a time when it won't matter. Don't wait until then. Don't wait until then. Use your better judgment. I know the devil is trying to bargain you out of your soul this morning. Because he wants to let mercy do close on you like it has him. And then have you holler in desperation for mercy. Don't let it happen, children. If God was merciful enough to spare you, to be here and expose you this morning, please take advantage of it.